welcome to Cabbie Thieves, the world's hello, hello. number one resource for well-adjusted boss babes. Cole. Oh, also that. Cole? <laughs> of all resources. <laughs> it's the first resource I could think of. Ethically, we're questionable, but our advice top tier. <laughs> I'm Maddie. I'm Fiona. Wonderful. And this is the singer. first episode that we're actually recording in so long guys so long because you may have guessed from us roasting now very dead prince philip we recorded the royal family episodes in like (laughs) april so hello it's the end of june Um, yeah that wasn't ideal us kind of low-key releasing that at the time of his death but Um, also kind of perfect kind of iconic yeah (laughs) your faves would never Your faves did your faves did and you're welcome for it that's right uh so we are recording this the day before it goes up. So like, oopsie doopsie. So spicy. Um, I've got a lot of editing to do tonight. Um, no, it's fresh. It's it's hot off the the press. That's right. Here you go. Uh-huh. A steaming fresh bun of podcast. Wonderful. And that does mean that we are recording this episode, How to Get Through a Breakup. If you haven't looked at the title and you're just like, fuck yeah, you saw our beautiful little faces on the icon. And you're like, just smashed it. Smash it. Yeah. This is How to Get Through a Breakup. Um, and... The fact we're recording this near the end of June means that we're recording this like almost five months after the the breakup episode and almost six months after my actual breakup. So oh. that's a good space of time. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I was I was over the actual breakup in like March, but you know, it was good to just <laughs> just double it's check. Good to dissect it, you know, like actually know that you're over it and not just like having a moment. Yeah. You always gotta be sure after like long term relationship breakups. Uh, yeah, and usually considering it took me over two years to get over my first relationship, the two month thing was a bit suspicious. Ideal. Loved it. Yeah, that's a, yeah. it. I'm not complaining, I'll say that much. Um <laughs> if you guys aren't aware, which I I don't believe you are because the breakup episode is like our most listened to episode by far. Nice, I which love is that. phenomenal because I would. You guys just are here for that. the drama, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so are we. So perfect, we all commune together and enjoy yeah. my my suffering. Um, I feel very aligned with our followers, our listeners. I guess at I know. all times we have like, been saying great. on Instagram the last like week or so. Our DMs have been great, and I made a story about how if you have anything you think we'd enjoy, just DM it to us. Just and send since it. I did that. We've been getting even more. So, by the way, follow (laughs) us on um, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at At Hey Hey Cabin Fever. Um, But yeah, background on this. We will be doing our win and wine in a second. But yes, Fiona and I are coming to you off the back of a two hour long business meeting, which was mainly just a mental health check in. (laughs) It it really was. (laughs) Which is great because we are mental health advocates officially. We truly are. But if we sound like we've already been talking for two hours about just the ins and outs of our brains. Mental health. It's because we have. And you know yeah, what? Yeah, funky fresh update, which um, we now know about. So we can be adjusting our podcast recording for this. Uh-huh. Um, your girl has PMDD. So Do you want to tell the listeners what that is? It's essentially um, one in the week leading up to your period and also kind of the week before that as well. So like for half the month, um, I am insanely depressed um and i cannot function and i kind of just like cry a lot yeah and if you're um, like that sounds like pms i'm like yeah i get emotional and i cry a lot but like pmdd level. is like pms but like on a million fucking steroids yeah like yeah. it's like yeah it's like next level um 
So if you don't know about it, it's you know it's good to do a research. I don't know how long I've had it for because for a while I just thought I was having like a really bad depression week every now and then, and then we started to realize it was very cyclical. Um, which but like, it's, is it's, normal, but then you realize the extent to which it's happening. Oh, the extent is she's not healthy. It was like detached from reality kind of depresso. So it's all good. Like we are managing it. We're looking into different, you know, techniques and stuff to help fix it. But talking it to was a specialist. Getting, yeah, talking to a specialist. But it was getting in the way of the podcast accidentally because out of nowhere in my mind, I would just like be like, I literally cannot function. I can't do the podcast. And normally I'm the one who's just like, let's go. Woo. Um, but so now, t- how the turntables, because how another little tables. mental health update, guys. Um, I've been on my antidepressants for like a good th- three months now. Yeah. And um, the first six weeks were horrible, but now I'm vibing. vibing. And not yeah. vibing in the way where like Fiona and I both always, when we are depressed, <laughs> think we're vibing. Like we're <laughs> like, I'm just vibing. It's like, no, you're not. You have depression. Um, I'm vibing in a real it's way, which is nice. mental illness in it. Yeah. So that's how we're going mentally, guys. How are you yeah. going how mentally? How are you? <laughs> what a fitting episode for us to have this check-in. Um, Honestly. So, Let's do a win and wine. Win and wine. Aside from our win and wine clearly being that we are on top of our mental health and the wine being that, oops, turns out we have... We have mental illness. Whoopsie. But don't yeah. we all? Yeah. So Fiona, what's your win? <laughs> <laughs> so my win, I have two because one of them is a big one. It'd be hard not to say it, but I am fully vax, baby. I oh, yeah. have had that second shot. I had no side effects or anything, so I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Um, and I'm fully vaxxed. And I feel like, I mean, you know, since we last recorded an episode, I got both my first and my second shot. Yeah. And more of the emotion was around the first. But it was like the first thing that I've done this whole Penny D, which I know we don't only talk about it, but it's relevant here, mm-hmm. um, that like feels like an actionable step that I took towards it all being fucking finally over, hopefully. Yeah. You know, like other than this, like, you know, we've been doing our part by wearing masks and staying inside. For all of last year, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like, it was like routine. Like it wasn't like a one-off thing. Like mm. we very much just did all the time. So it's it was fun to just like thing. get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but my other win is... Uh, Maddie, yes, I might be unrecognizable to you and everyone who knows me soon, because things are changing, um, and I think I'm a seltzer girl. So I have been my alcohol journey, guys. Um, it's not a depressing one. It's just the beverage I like to have. Thankfully, yeah. I don't have any issues. No, neither um, of us do. Woohoo! Good job, us. Yay! Yay! We, we missed that mental illness. Uh, proud of us. Um, so <laughs> it's just got everything else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so like, I used to be always like a vodka girl. Like usually vodka raspberry in um, high school as of uh, as of the legal drinking age, of course. And then just like vodka mixed with anything, energy uh-huh. drinks coke like whatever you got lying around vodka and that and then i advanced a bit to being a bit of a a cider gal like that would be my go-to i've always enjoyed a wine especially Uh a white wine or a rosé or anything i can't have a red wine since that time i threw up in my bed i just don't like red wine i wish i did it's such a vibe but i don't it is such it is so our vibe a red wine but But i can't do it we just don't can't do it we'll get Um, there we'll get there it'll be in our like um 40s. Like, we're in our 40s and we go to therapy weekly just to get away from the kids. Well, I do. Yeah. And you just go because you still need to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think all of us will still need to, okay? <laughs> but yeah, so um, then I moved to cider. But recently I was at a pub and they just, like, had a seltzer on tap. And I was like, I'm going to give that a go. And it was grapefruit flavor. And I normally hate grapefruit. Is seltzer even alcoholic? I swear seltzer it is. is like sparkling water. It is. It's like, it's like 4.6% or something. Is this like White Claw? Is that a seltzer? Yeah, like okay. White Claw. Yeah. White Claw so I haven't does actually taste had... like 
nothing. Yeah. My, and it's just, one of my it's best friends, Bethany, she has two kids and she always has like so much like white claw and stuff in her fridge and we just get like <laughs> fucked up for being like, this tastes like Love nothing. Love that. Yeah. yeah. So she really think- is mom goals. Yeah, she really is. She is fantastic. She's great. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I think that I've actually moved on from the ciders because recently I've been like, actually, I'm going to get a a case of seltzer and then I'll have that instead of cider. So I am a new woman. I've moved beverages for like only the second time in my life because I'm not not flippant with my beverages, guys. I like to kind of be a consistent boy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I'm a seltzer gal now. Mm -hmm. So exciting. Wow. That's my that's my other win. What's your win? <laughs> um, I'm going to flip this around and I'm going to do two little wines. Oh. I do have a win. It's a good one. That's um, good. That's good to hear. <laughs> two little wines. Yeah. The f- and yours reminded me of both of them. Okay. My first wine is that as someone who is deeply phobic of needles, <laughs> like yeah. we can trace this back to when I was a toddler. I had a really traumatic blood test. My mom still says it was one of the most distressing things she's ever seen. Yeah. Um, so like needles and me we are working through it but it is a true phobia it's like deeply like deeply rooted like if someone is getting an injection on a tv show i have to look away and wait for someone to tell me when it's over yeah i am so happy for everyone getting vaccinated and i'm so excited for when i am eligible yeah but having people genuinely on their instagram stories just post like a video or a photo of them getting the (laughs) injection (laughs) is not fun like I'm not cute. And I'm, I've worked through the injection thing like consciously for over a decade. So I'm much better than I was. But when it just pops up, I'm just on Instagram stories and all of a sudden there's a needle going into someone's arm. I'm like, oh, that's a bit much. It's just a a little trigger warning on. Yeah. Or just, you know, don't film the actual injection, you know? (laughs) Like I had to get a filling a couple months ago, which was insane. First filling my adult teeth, guys, crazy. Um, And I literally had to say to my dentist, I was like, look, I will flip out if you just come out with me with a needle. It's involuntary. I will start to hyperventilate and I may jump up and run around the room. but if you just let me, like, look at it, process what's happening, and tell you I'm good to go, fine. Yeah. I don't have that option when it just comes up on someone's Instagram story. So <laughs> yeah. please, God. However, for the greater good, I'm fine with it. Keep doing it. If you're getting vaxxed, just put whatever. But yeah, if, that if is the a thing that gets you vaxxed is having to film it, do it. Don't do care. it. I can deal with it. <laughs> but good God, it is a minefield. But it is a wine. It, it is, is a minefield. Wine. Um, it's a minefield. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and what's my your second other wine? wine is mm-hmm. that... This is a vibe. And I feel like we haven't mentioned Harris in a little while. Everyone's favorite side character from the podcast. Main character in real life side character on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, One of my real wines is that as I've been going through this breakup, particularly when I've been getting out of the actual breakup part and just like Mm -hmm. vibing. Just living life. Not mental illness vibing, just vibing. Actual vibing. (laughs) All I want in my life. And this traces back to when I remember when I was in love with that one guy in 2016 and it was the worst idea ever. And I just was going out heaps and it was really fun, but like distressing. Yeah. yeah. How I got through so much of that was just Harris when we would meet up with a bunch True. of people taking me off to the bar and buying me tequila shots. And Harris and I alone, away from the rest of whoever we were with, <laughs> would just do these interactive tequila shots. By the way, I love tequila shots because they are interactive. Interactive yeah. it's food. Like, it's a activity. Phenomenal. Like edamame, interactive food. Love it. Fun. Tequila shot, interactive. Yeah. There are steps. It's, it is just an activity. Um, yeah, the way I would get through that is just Harris and me going off and just doing tequila shots. And just it was such a, a solid vibe. 
Yeah. And the fact that I can't go and do tequila shots in a rundown London pub with Harris yeah. seems cruel to me. So that's my Sad. other wine. Yeah. That's fair. What's your wine? Well, my wine is honestly so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a um, bit of pop culture that I can actually talk about because we're uploading this episode tomorrow. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. I've been up late tonight. <laughs> um, Liza Koshi. Oh, no. <laughs> did a post. It is so funny. So she did a post and it's her with this girl. And there's, like, a lot of photos of together. They look very couple like, it's full It's very on, like, romantic. It's very romantic. And the caption is literally, like, I love you, baby. Can't wait to see you at the end of the aisle one day. Like, full on. And everyone, like, guys, it's Pride Month. Liza Koshy never really posts with people. And she's posting with this girl. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Liza Koshy has a girlfriend. Like, this is iconic. We love this. This is amazing. Yeah. And then, like, a full fucking, like... Over 24 hours later, like 36 like very hours later. Delayed after everyone freaking out about After this. she's like trending on Twitter, like Liza Koshy has a girlfriend. And like this post has like over 7,000 comments when normally they get like 400. <laughs> um, I looked at it. Um, then she's like, adjusts the caption, like edits it to say, don't know which role you'll play at the end of the altar. My bridesmaid, flower girl, usher. Either way, I know you'll be there. Best, like, best friend, girl, pal. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what? <laughs> I've never looked at any of my friends, no matter how, like, I wrote, back to Bethany for a second, for her yeah. um, son, my godson's second birthday, like, I wrote her a really nice card because I was just feeling emotional and was like, I love you. Yeah. Never have I looked at Bethany and thought, I can't wait to see you at the end of the aisle. The I aisle. just don't know what role you'll play. I'm like, bridesmaid? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, haven't thought, I don't look at my friends and be like, can't wait to see you at my wedding. Literally. Like, it's just... It oh is just God. so beyond bizarre. Let me get like, where it's like, It's like, you just... You, there is no way that you don't know what you are doing with that. Absolutely. And yeah, even if you don't know caption. initially, then after everyone's losing their shit, which you would Clarify. see immediately. You're trending on Twitter, hon, and you have more <laughs> comments than you've ever had on a post. Literally, it says, happy belated birthday, baby. I can't wait to see you at the end of the aisle one day. I just have no idea which role you'll play, which makes it seem like, are you going to be in a suit? Are you going to be in a dress? Like, what's our wedding going to look like? That's, and then, you know, 36 hours later, a little asterisk is saying, how about my officiant, flower girl, usher, the ridiculous hot bridesmaid that effortlessly shows up effortlessly shows up the bride? Regardless, you know you'll be there. First of all, no one's effortlessly showing me up at my wedding. <laughs> Not because my <laughs> friends be aren't hot, but simply because I'm going to look so good, there is no fucking chance. Yeah. But, like, it's also the fact that she edited it to be, like, extensive no homo, rather than just being like, yeah. guys, I'm so sorry, like, I didn't think, like... Didn't mean to no, say it that way. it's just so fucking funny. <laughs> Oh my god. And it's all, oh, just, yeah, that is. Yeah, it's very so funny. funny. So it's like a wine, but it's like a funny wine. Cause I'm like, I believe that you could accidentally do a caption like that. Like, yeah. you know, I'll give people the benefit of doubt. People are weird. But like, to trend on Twitter and like over 24 hours later, like, you knew what you were there you doing at that yeah. point. And so sorry, like, like, she's been through enough on um, social media with people. People would just assume she's dating fucking anyone she posts with. Yeah, Come like it, it was, it was queer. It was literally just queer baiting by yeah, the end of it. Like 100%. maybe not intentional at the start, but like you did that. So that's my wine, but also like so it's funny so, that it's you did very it that funny. way. Like the Jesus. way that she she quote unquote fixed it is the yeah. funniest part. Because well, like my, my officiant, <laughs> my bridesmaid, my usher. Imagine being like, I love you so much, baby. Please be my usher. 
Yeah. And like not I... meaning it is in like my boo, you know? <laughs> God. Yeah. yeah. So that's my wine. What's well, your win, Maddie? My Let's win is that I'm starting to realize. Uh huh. Oh no. That vitamins aren't a scam. Huh. Like, I don't know if they are or not. I. But I mean, and anything like taking iron, taking calcium, like taking yeah. anything. I fully, for a very smart person, again, again and again, we we revisit this to the point where one day you and I might have to acknowledge maybe we aren't very smart people. But for now, no. for a very smart person, <laughs> I have very no. dumb little moments. Uh-huh. And one of the qualities I have that is so stupid is I need to learn everything for myself. Like, mm. I think that everything that sounds like it's too simple is a scam. Yeah. Like, I thought that doing vocal exercises, like singing scales, was a scam and did nothing and was just, like, for annoying singing teachers to make you do. Uh-huh. I thought yeah, that was fully a scam wrong. and didn't do yeah. anything. Um, then I got my tonsils out and had to do full vocal rehab to get my voice back. And it turns out that doing scales and exercises actually um, makes an enormous, enormous difference. <laughs> so I had to learn that for myself. And now I'm on uh-huh. a similar journey with vitamins where... Mm-hmm. I really have just always thought vitamins are a scam and they're for people who like... I won't lie. It really sounds like you're going to try and fucking MLM us right now. I'm not. Don't worry. And I'm like, <laughs> I, like, I, I still I am not on board with the vitamins that like... Custom vitamins. Uh, checkout code is Maddie. And no, but if you, you are one of those up. vitamin companies that wants to sponsor us, please do it. There is that one oh vitamin God. company that does like a little packet for you every day. I want them to please transition to sustainable packaging because I don't want to rip up in a tiny plastic packet every day, but I want your product. Yeah. Um, I think for, for me with vitamins, I'll let you give your spiel mm -hmm. in a moment. Um, I feel like, and again, very little research. I don't think they're a scam. But sure. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think they're a scam that they don't work. Like I do believe like a calcium tablet has calcium in it. Yes. I just also think that a lot of the time, but not always, you can get those from just like food that you eat. But then sometimes people will have like a deficiency in something. Like I don't take vitamins, although now I take one because a specialist recommended it to me. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. So like, yeah, so I think that they can do something, but I don't think that like sometimes the way that vitamins are advertised or talked about, it's like if you don't take vitamin like this, this and this, and you don't take a calcium supplement and an iron supplement every day, you're not going to function. It's like, no, that's not true for most people. But sometimes you do have a thing that you might need to top up on. Yes. That's my take. um, For me, I fully like... I, in my head, I was like, all vitamins are a scam. There's no way that just taking a little pill is going to do anything. And I know how stupid that is. Like, I'm aware how stupid that is. But, and I'm still not on board with vitamins that are like, this will make your hair grow. I'm like, fuck off. It oh, won't. for sure. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not, no, that's not a thing. Like, vitamins that claim to do, like, this and that. I'm like, no, it is just to give you levels of something that you don't have Yeah, already. it can increase the thing that can make that happen but it's not going to make it happen if that yes makes sense. so yeah. one thing that i've been trying to do to like just overall because i'm focusing on my health this year guys um is just make sure that i'm getting good nutrients i don't cut out other foods because i love eating just absolute crap but making yeah. sure that i am getting nutrition so every single day i will have a green smoothie with like an absolute shitload of spinach in it for example yeah. um and i've been like okay well if i'm doing this surely there are other things that I could be doing. And so I started taking an uh, an iron supplement, which I told Fiona this and she already knew, but if you're taking iron, don't take it for more than like three months at a time. It's like a temporary thing, apparently. Um, 
And so then I was thinking, I think it is the antidepressants that made me realize it because I'm looking at my antidepressants. I'm like, this is a tiny, tiny, tiny pill. Surely this isn't going to do anything. <laughs> and then I realized that like literally what they've done. But then I don't feel that way about my Vivance because my Vivance is in a capsule, not a pill. So I'm like, the <laughs> yeah. And so then I realized that a pill is just what's inside a capsule, but yes. mashed together really tight. Mm -hmm. And yep. then I started thinking Correct. if it can get, make me not have depression in this tiny, tiny pill, Yep. Maybe this bigger pill that says calcium oh and God. B6 or whatever also is some things that could yep. help me. Um, and so I've really been on a journey of realizing that vitamins are not fake and they're not a scam, that they really yeah. are just different um, nutritional elements put together in a pure form for you to take. So that's yeah. my win. And I've also through this journey come to the realization that if I were a toxic white man, as opposed to a toxic white woman, um, the fact that I, don't, I never wanted I'm a girl I'm not a fucking woman I'm not a girl I know, right? anyway um, <laughs> I would be a biohacker that would be my toxic trait Fair. I would 100% be one of those guys like I take a freezing cold shower every morning yeah, and that's and you why have, like, I'm a CEO. you have like butter in your coffee and yeah. that's it like, I, like tried I tried that I tried to do bulletproof coffee and I couldn't almost do threw it. up I couldn't, couldn't do, do it. it I'm like I need my sugary little cappuccino I even put chocolate powder in my cappuccinos like Yummy. come on yeah I know I want to be a black coffee bitch so bad so we are going to go into that phase but like right now we're just like antidepressants and going outside you know yeah I just um, I like ice latte I feel like that's just part of my personality at this point oh 100% yeah. yeah. So it's, that's it's my win. Culture. My win is that I'm realizing that um, nutrients that's and, good. and things like that are, are real. I do really feel like I'm I'm scared that someone's going to play this clip back in six months and you're like pushing some fucking vitamin scam to us. Because again, I agree that they have the thing in it. I just don't think everyone needs them all the time. And I'm scared. No, 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 no. I absolutely don't. I think it's a slippery slope where like I could convince myself that I need to be taking 20 vitamins a day. Yes. Um, I might. Please don't. Jesus. <laughs> But either way, I won't be pushing it on you guys because I'm not a healthcare professional. We are merely mental health advocates. Yes, so, mental health advocates. <laughs> speaking of that, after our 20-minute intro. Um, however, if you are going through a breakup, I feel like just having us chat shit is probably, you know, it's nice. Mental health it's is nice important. For um, but now let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is how to get through a breakup. Yeah, and, and I thought we could start, Maddie, with uh -huh. a little bit of our criteria. Like, why should we talk about this? Just okay. very briefly. Well, you may notice intentionally we haven't called this how to get over a breakup because no. honestly, getting getting over a breakup takes, it's different for every person and every breakup. Like I said, my first big breakup took me years to get over and yeah. it, I got past it. I never got to a point where I was happy that it had happened. Like it just, I just didn't. Yeah. Whereas with this breakup I've just gone through on paper should have been much worse because three and a half years we lived together like and it was out of nowhere. It should have been horrific on paper, but I reached the point where I was happy it had happened yeah. really, really fast. Yeah. So, um, it's basically going to be time for getting over it. But when you're in that phase where you're trying to just get to that functioning position, yeah, we've got and you. Just, that's what we're here for. Yeah, we're here to, to get you through the breakup. Um, and yeah. that can mean on a daily basis, it's how to make it like less shitty, but also genuinely how to make those actual steps forward. Because there are certain ways that you can approach a breakup that will either help or hinder your progress. Yeah. That's what we're here to discuss. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your criteria, Maddie? You've had your two big breakups. Big breakups, yeah. But yeah. I've also had some, what I would call like micro breakups, which I think are yeah. e even more common, which is like, when you are with someone and you haven't put a label on it 
and it yeah. ends either like ghosty or you just call it off and it really fucking hurts and is very confusing and hard to process but yeah. you can't even be like my ex or like i'm going through a breakup um yeah. that still counts if yeah, you have feelings sure. for someone and it ends and you're you didn't want it to this like, that's a breakup help, babe. like sure. it's a breakup i've been through a lot of those where i've just had real feelings and it just hasn't worked you know yeah and i had my breakup experience is i had one big breakup uh, it was like my first love my first big relationship and if you're going um, through your first love breakup um i'm here to pretty much God. guarantee you this is the worst it's ever gonna be like 100 if, if, honestly if you're going through a first love breakup yeah you can it, it will not be this bad again and if you feel like it's the end of the world it's because you have no idea that it isn't yet so yeah, yeah you'll get there um and then since then so after my breakup and like we'll probably dive into this in a different episode of like, you know, getting, finding, finding the one maybe, you know, uh-huh. but I was like, I basically just made a list of criteria for my next relationship. And so I didn't get into another relationship until the one I'm in right now, which has lasted five and a half years and we're engaged yeah. because I was like, I'm not going to actually get into a relationship with somebody unless they meet all this criteria. They need to tick all the boxes. We need to have our futures line up. Cause I was like, I don't want to get in a relationship with someone that's a ticking time bomb. I'm not going to go through that fucking level of heartbreak again. If it's just going to end because we realize that we have different like career ambition or something like that. Yeah. Um, but in between then though, I did have to deal with a lot of mini ones because I had a lot of times where I realized someone who I thought could tick all the boxes didn't, or I just got feelings anyway. Cause I love to be reckless. I love to yeah. see little cheeky little red flags and be like, can't see it. And then go forth. Yeah. That's um, very much me. Yeah. So that's my criteria. Your criteria. Well, okay. Well, we will talk about like actual criteria. Criteria is that the, but is that criteria? Like criteria for making this episode? Why am I? Oh, qualified? you mean your credentials? My credentials. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Well, that I've one had still working overtime. Credentials. Then I had one. Well, I had a lot of like little heartbreaks when I was a teenager because I feel everything very deeply and I'm obsessed with like being in love with people. Yeah. Um, I had my massive breakup when I was 21, and that one really I think hit me harder than most people's breakups ever hit them like (laughs) now looking back on that comparing it to this one i'm like that was really horrible and traumatic um we've talked about that a bunch we talked about it in um episode one international breakups we talked about it in my actual breakup episode we've we've done a lot of breakup content and if you're going through one you've probably already listened to those um but yeah there was that and then i fell in love with someone else like six months after that breakup and that fucked me up a bit and then i had a couple of little like not official relationships again but like micro breakups that were just me having to like deal with a lot of feelings and then i was with my most recent ex for three and a half years we lived together for three we broke up very suddenly one day in january um and it was horrific like it was incredibly incredibly painful and difficult yeah um and i won't downplay that part of it but it was so different from my first breakup because immediately i was like this is for the best and i felt like there were things in that relationship that weren't right for me. And so it was really easy for me to want to get past it, which True. is a huge, that's, I think that's. Yeah. The that was the hardest in the first one. Cause I was like, but who am I if I am not loving him? You're, yeah, exactly. you're, you're gay, honey. That's what you are. <laughs> See, I didn't get that. I didn't have that privilege, Fiona. To be fair, I am bisexual guys. I just, it was, it was for the gag, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think a big, and we will get into like these sort of things later on. We've got a lot of notes for this. So honestly, it could be yeah. a two-parter. Who knows? We'll find out. Um, Magic. One of the biggest determining factors in terms of how you get through a breakup is whether or not within yourself, you actually want, want to get to. past it. 
And there isn't a right or wrong answer because if you don't want to get past a breakup, I'm not going to tell you that you should. Like, unless there are, if there are, like, external factors, for instance, if your ex is with someone new, leave them. Generally, you need to leave them alone in general. If someone's broken up with you, you have to leave them alone. You can have whatever feelings you have on your own, but you have to respect the boundary that's been placed there and leave them out of it. This is your experience. It's your breakup. You are no longer a team. You're no longer going through this experience together. It is your experience and the further you get through it, the easier it will be to live it as your own experience and not try and involve them in it in any way. But at the start, True. it is really hard because you are like going through shit and the person that you're used to turning to is going through shit. Just pieced out, yeah. But you need to not, I'd say that's rule number one. You don't have to want to get over it. It will be easier if you do decide, I know yeah. one day I'll be okay and I want to reach that point. But even if you don't really want to get past it and you are hoping you'll get back together, you need to leave them alone because yeah. you can be as crazy as you want within yourself, but there are boundaries that have been placed there and you 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 just need to leave them alone. Because for yeah. whatever reason, even if you think that they've done it for a reason that isn't correct or whatever, that's not your business anymore and you need to to pull back. Yeah, like focus don't on you. leave them alone. Leave their yeah. family alone. Like that is <laughs> God. Please leave their family yeah, alone. Yeah, but there toxic. are people who don't. Like there are people yeah. who will go through a breakup with someone and then keep reaching out to that person's family, thinking, their friends, yeah, yeah, and thinking that that's somehow okay. But what you're doing there is taking away their support system. And even yeah. if you, even if you're mad at them, that's not your prerogative. Leave no. them their support system. Give them their space. Stop invading their boundaries. Because what you do, if you keep going into their situation, first of all, they're going to like you even less. Yeah. Like, it's not going to help there. It's not going to work. And you're making it so that they can never decompress. They can never, like, just shut Process down. everything. They're yeah. always worried that you're going to pop up. And it's also really unhealthy for you. If you yeah. have mutual friends, like close mutual friends be really aware of who it is that you can confide in and not in like a backstabby way, but just like you don't ever yeah. want to make people pick sides. Um, and yeah, just, just be smart with how you're interacting with other people. It can be really hard when you're in an emotional space, but you will be so glad down the line if you create that separation and those boundaries early on. This is just honestly really funny because I don't know if like you're trying to come across this way or if I'm reading it wrong. Uh-huh. It really sounds like you've had someone do this to you, but I know you haven't. It's not me. Like, it's one of my friends has had their ex really cross okay, all there of these go. boundaries oh, repeatedly. Oh, true. No, now yeah. I know. I was like, you sound very impassioned and it sounds very Yeah, it's because it's something that one of my friends that... has been dealing with that's been pissing me off. And I'm like, if yeah, you're broken okay, up, leave them alone. <laughs> leave their family alone. Move the fuck on. It is pathetic. Because <laughs> I was like... Why are you so impassioned yeah, about No, it is because now you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, now I've made the connection. Yeah. But I was like, Maddie, I know that your exes haven't done this. Like, it sounds... Okay, no, no, that's, no, no, no. that's really funny. But it's okay. also, like, it's something that we all need to hear, you know? It's something we'll we send, all need we'll to hear. We'll send them this episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. She's probably already listening. Go away. Oh, Leave them alone. Stop. Sorry. <laughs> 
Okay, so I think now that Maddie's done that really impassioned <laughs> disclaimer, I think we should get into our well, actual Well, yeah, because I know that we are, we are advocates for being a crazy bitch here, but being yeah. a crazy bitch in your own space, not being a crazy bitch in someone else's. <laughs> okay, so I think step one, I'm just going to dive into it <laughs> yeah. now. Step one, we're going to cleanse your physical space. So mm-hmm. this is extra important if you guys live together, but even if you don't, like I remember when Riley and I um, went long distance for the first time and she tried to break up with me for four days I literally had to ask Maddie to go into my room and like take her water glass out of my room because I was like I'll be too fucking sad yeah um so you this is before to... you were even officially dating we weren't she even officially keeps, dating she's always like I never broke up with you and I'm like oh yeah nah, you did you did, you did. <laughs> um so yeah so you want to remove all the visual reminders from your space that they were ever there so like you know photos birthday cards any sort of sentimental stuff which is really hard for me because my love language is gift giving and i will Mm. hold on to that shit this would be my advice for the immediate first thing you do this is what i've done first thing after both my breakups yeah it's what i did when riley tried and i text maddie from the train saying get rid of the water glass (laughs) yeah um yeah literally just look around you and say what here visually reminds me of them and i don't mean like oh everything reminds me of them like yeah i live in the apartment i lived in with my ex like i can't burn it down um but (laughs) things like fiona said just any photos of you together anything that they've given you like take it down put it in a box and put that box in a closet just put it all somewhere you don't have to see it and then do a big deep clean of the entire space like um, do all your chores, change your bedding, open the windows, light a nice candle, like reset your space. So also that- even like moving things around a little bit, like you did that after your breakup where mm-hmm. it wasn't major, but just, you know, change what cupboards things go in a little bit, move some bookshelves around, like do what you can to reset the area. Yeah. If you remember in the breakup episode, there was that voice note of me crying and saying, I'm very sad, but I'm being very productive. (laughs) That was because the afternoon of my breakup, I took everything off the display shelves in my living room and just moved it around a little bit so that it was slightly different. And it is, it's preventative and it is progress because you're removing those really easy triggers And also signaling to yourself, like, this is not my relationship anymore, so I don't have photos of us up. Yeah. Even if that's not how you feel yet, it's the reality. And you're giving yourself a vaguely new little fresh start to create separation between who you were and where you're going now. Yeah. You know, I just remembered. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just glad that you don't have those little um, figurines anymore. Those, like, miniature painted figurines around. Yeah, my ex got into painting. Well, for like one week, he got into yeah. painting little figurines. And I was like, cool, it's a good activity for you. And then he like never did it again. Yeah. Um, and so there was, the ones on, there was a little dragon on display. There was a dragon and like a bear owl thing on my display that shelves. Was, yeah. The things we do for love, am I right? Honestly. Mm. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that's the main one. Like clean the place, move it around, do a deep clean, light a new candle, get yourself a new candle. Mm-hmm. Um and Just that is literally it. on the day, because on the day of the breakup, you're always like, what do I do? Where do I start? That yeah. is where you start. Physical. Just do it. And then if you have a breakdown halfway through or a breakdown when you're done, cool. You've yeah. made a really important first step. Big step. Yeah. yeah. And the next one would be to clean up the digital space, the digital mm-hmm. digital sphere, mm-hmm. the rooms that you live in online. Uh-huh. 
I was, I was letting you, I was opening up so you could talk about Oh, okay. About well, it. yeah. So <laughs> no, people have different approaches on what you should do in terms of um, social media. For me personally, I don't block my exes on anything because well, I've never had a relationship end on like bad terms. Yeah. So I think it's up to you. If you want to block them, you don't want them seeing your stuff, fine. What I And obviously to do, any kind of toxicity block Oh, away. yeah, yeah, yeah. I unfollow my exes on everything. I don't like unfriend them on Facebook, but I'll unfollow them on Instagram. Twitter, Unfriending whatever. on Facebook seems so insane. Very I, had so- I had someone unfriend me on Facebook and I was like, oh my God. Yeah, it's like, very dramatic. Am I actually dead to you? Like, wow. It's, it is a lot. <laughs> like as in um, someone who I was close with, not just like a random friend from high school unfriend, like yeah, someone I was someone close with had a falling notice. out and then like, oh, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I will mute them on Facebook and mute any of their friends who might post photos of them or something because you just don't want anything popping up. Like, I don't yeah. really use Facebook, but you know. Yeah. Um, I will also mute any mutual friends that might be hanging out with them on like Instagram mm. so photos and stories don't pop up. But generally what I do on specifically Instagram, because that's the main platform we will use, I unfollow my ex, I unfollow all of their friends, I unfollow all of their family. I don't do anything dramatic, but I'm like, you aren't in my life anymore and I don't need your stuff popping up and reminding me of this. Um, So do whatever feels right to you when it comes to things like posting photos of, like photos you've posted together. I don't tend to delete anything. Like if I had an ex that was horrible to me, I probably would delete things. But for me, like... I... It's part of your story. Like, your life is online. And, yeah. like, some people have different boundaries. Like, I'm the same. Like, I'm like, my life is online. So if you see that mistake I made, then that's okay. That's still part of my story. Yeah. Um, like, I still have photos of my exes from, like, when I was 20 on my Instagram. And yeah. that's just because, for me personally, it doesn't feel necessary. It feels very dramatic to delete. And I also yeah. still have, like, even when the relationship's over, I still have a lot of respect for the space that it held in my life. Yeah. However... um different people different feelings like if it upsets you to see those photos just archive them get rid of them and honestly if you need to as part of a scheme because you're trying to get back out there and it doesn't work well for your scheming go mm -hmm. right ahead as well we have big yeah when you're getting back on the dating apps and things like that for me i just started posting more so that the photo of me and my ex on my birthday like got further down the grid but i've noticed i did go on my ex's instagram the other day and he's deleted like selected photos of us and i'm like why have you kept (laughs) some of them like anyway do you remember the ex i had where she used photos that I took on dates or photos yes. that I was in on her Tinder profile. Oh my God, guys. Can I just say, regarding digital space cleanup, if you have broken up with someone, don't use almost exclusively photos that your ex took on dates <laughs> or a photo of you two together on your Tinder. <laughs> it's pretty funny though. I forgot about it that. It is hard though, because my relationship, we, by the way, guys, we have a whole episode on dating apps coming up. Yeah. Um, but on, for me, I was in my relationship for so long. I know, but that, like, is, all of my photos, was, like, like, not that long. Like, you had other photos. Like, she yeah, has photos true. of and her I that managed aren't... to find enough. There is yeah. one, it's really funny when people have, like, clearly, like, their ex in their photos. There's one photo on my dating apps that has my ex in it because I look fucking phenomenal <laughs> in it. And I just put, like, That's a fair. moon emoji and, like, cropped him out as much as I could. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's in because it was all space, of them. And she has other friends. She has other photos. Like, yeah, it's like, why did you not, did you not have a single photo of yourself <sighs> before the, like, month we spent together? Yeah. How do you, how do you think I match with you? Like, you had photos and we went together for, like, five years where there's, like, no recent pics. No, like, it was just, yeah, she was, was a so weird funny. unit. That was a um, whole lot, yeah. Don't forget the streaming platforms. When you have connected streaming platforms, 
we had to we had a very difficult time because I had a Stan account, which is like Netflix in Australia, that Maddie was on and her ex was on. Mm-hmm. And then like he was on Maddie's Disney Plus. We really were de facto on. guys. We were in a de facto marriage. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was like guys, like, I don't know what to do about Stan. Like, should I remove him? Like, I don't... Because it was, like, very soon after the breakup. It was, like, in the few yeah. days following. Because I, I took like, him off my streaming accounts as soon as he walked out the door. I was like, exactly. enjoy rebuilding your Netflix list, you bitch. Yeah. He's so fine. Was, we don't hate him. But, like, yeah. I was mad because he dumped me of out course, of nowhere. Yeah. You know? Um, And then I was like, I was like, I don't know if I remove because, like, you know, it's also, like, obviously I'm on your side. That's not a question. But I was like, yeah. But I was just like, I don't know if it's, like, really petty if I do it right now. And also I was worried because you guys were going to have a meeting where you sort out all your stuff. And I was like, Uh I don't want to do it before then and cause any issues. And then we agreed. Like, I talked to you and we're like, okay, I'll remove him. And we go on. He'd already seen himself out. Yeah, he had. (laughs) And I asked him. Because between (laughs) us, after we recorded the breakup episode, he came over and he moved all his stuff out. And we had ended up having, like, a fucking three hour long yeah. conversation drinking champagne and crying and just like discussing everything. So we off, ended yeah. on like really good terms. Mm. I asked him about the stand and he was like, yeah, I did take myself off the stand. <laughs> it was just funny because we were really conflicted. I was like, I'm not trying to cause drama, yeah. but like I should be sticking by you in this. But like also like maybe I give him a week to find a new stand provider. Yeah. Um, yeah. He'd already. But gone. anyway, <laughs> the point of cleansing your digital space. Is You'll also if- have to do that. Don't forget the streaming services. Don't forget the streaming services. Also, if you've lived together like we have, like you're going to probably have to go through certain things like um, if you order groceries or you have direct debits or whatever and like make sure that you have the right person on the billing for that. Like I had to take him off some of those and I was like, So much admin in that breakup. Yeah. Yeah. When you live together, (laughs) there's so much admin in a breakup. It is insane. Um, But if you have an ex that won't leave you alone, that's different. And I have no advice for that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's territory we are not experienced. Yeah. In. All, all of this is just based on like a normal breakup, like, you know, with up to like levels of like a pretty shitty ex, not like toxic, not abusive. Like, yeah, just it's sad, but not dangerous. Shit. Yeah. So what you want to do is just make it so that you, they're not on, they're not going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Photos of them aren't going to pop up for you. You're not going to be seeing what they're doing. You're not going to be seeing what their friends are saying. You just want to basically protect yourself and create a boundary that you're only going to see what they're doing if you seek out that information. Yeah. Yeah. Ideal. Yeah. Um, the next one is to cleanse yourself. Yeah. Like, just do the full... In addition to, like, washing your clothes and your sheets so you feel clean on the outside, Yeah. have a shower, wash your hair... If you get a new body wash or do a face mask or something that feels a bit more luxurious, but just yeah. wash wash the stink of that relationship off your body. <laughs> In the words of Rogers and Hammerstein, South Pacific, you're going to wash that man right out of your hair, sweetie pie, or that girl or that um, non-binary person who's broken your little heart. So yes. yeah, the, the three, if the big three for the day of the breakup are cleanse your physical space, cleanse your digital space and cleanse yourself. Yeah. Now that we've covered that tiny point and we're 43 minutes in. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next step is to get out of the house and go somewhere that doesn't remind you of their relation, like of the relationship that you had mm-hmm. and just feel good vibes. And just see people. That is a yeah. really important part of this. Um, everything is going to remind you of them. Everything is going to make you sad. We're not saying go somewhere that makes you feel happy and forget about your problems. So that's not gonna it's happen. just like, <laughs> go see your friends, go somewhere because you're going to want to wallow and that's fine. You're allowed to wallow. But yeah, but do it somewhere pretty. Break it up. Break it up a bit. The day after my first, no, the day of my first big breakup, my friends were like, do you want to come see the Justin Bieber movie too? And I was like, yes. 
Yeah. So that was fun. I cried, I believe, in a... um. What's that potato spud bar, the potato restaurant? Mm. I cried there, and then I was fine for the Justin Bieber movie. Um, yeah, so just go see your friends. And even if, if no one's free that day, make plans to see people as yeah. soon as you can. I think that's like a depression in general. So it's also going to be like a hard thing to do in a breakup. But like a yeah. lot of time you do just want to stay home. Yeah. But make the effort. It's worth yeah. it. Reaching out to people in general is, um, we've probably covered this later down, but it's relevant now. Um really reach out to your friends immediately. Like mm-hmm. just get the news out there however you need to and make sure that people know. And yeah, then they this can't is, be there for you if they don't know. Yeah. And this is the hardest part for me personally, varying mm. degrees of difficulty for other people. Allow yourself to rely on them. Yeah. This has changed all of my relationships so much this year. Yeah. It's just the fact that because when I had my breakup, my mom had moved across the country two weeks before and you and Riley had moved away yeah. six weeks before. Yeah. And then the person I spent 24 hours a day with was gone. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't want to deal with this by myself. Yeah. And I'm so bad at being vulnerable. Like, it makes me feel sick. But. Yeah. You've gotten a I, lot better at that, though. Yeah, because of this year. Yeah. So I made the conscious decision. It's going to make me uncomfortable, especially at first. It's like ripping off a Band-Aid just to talk to my friends about how I'm feeling. And when they say, how are you? To actually tell them because they care. And if they're like, do you want me to come over? Just be like, yes. Like, I remember when I like asked you, like when you were just going through the breakup, mm -hmm. I remember asking you if you wanted me to come to Melbourne and help out. And normally I was like, I feel like she's just going to say no. Cause like you always just like reject any kind of like help or anything. And then you're like, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, I was going to do it anyway, but I'm surprised you actually (laughs) were like, yep. That would be helpful. Yeah. It is <laughs> so good. important it's really though, good. because just having as, and you'll be so surprised how many people really care. Yeah. Like I know I have really great friends, but it's people that I wouldn't even normally talk to that much. Like yeah. who are that just help? like, just talk to people and you don't even always have to talk about the breakup, but just rebuilding relationships with people. And remembering that you have a life outside of that relationship. Yeah, and just allowing people to be there for you because they want to be. Like, when my friends are going through shit, I want to be there. I want them to tell me what's happening. Like, you're not going to bum me out by telling me you're sad. I'm like, I'm going to be more worried if you're not talking to me. Yeah. So reach out to people and allow them to be there for you because I guarantee you that they want to be. Yeah. And especially if you're like me and you're not usually vulnerable and emotional, it's going to be hard. It's like even talking to my parents about the breakup, like I would cry. I was talking to my dad on Skype, like a couple, like a two months after it was the first time that we'd like face to face seen each other. Mm. And I just like, at one point we were talking about like just the fact I was like very tired and overwhelmed because I've had to deal with rebuilding my entire life by myself this year. Yeah. And I just like (laughs) burst into tears. No. And like, I'm not, my dad and I are not like, let's cry together kind of people. Yeah. And I did collect myself kind of alarmingly quickly after that. But (laughs) just like allow yourself to be sad in front of people. Because then I guarantee you when you're happier, your relationships are going to be so much better anyway. Like my relationships have benefited so much from my breakup. Not because like being with him was preventing me from talking to people, but because I had to force myself to actually open up to people and rely on them. Yeah, and engage in those relationships that already existed but hadn't had a hadn't had a little watering in a while. Yeah, and also your friends will be so good in these situations because first of all, I guarantee you, even if they did really like your ex, they're gonna have things to roast them about. Absolutely. Um, and they will hype <laughs> you up so much. 
Yeah. Like, they will hype you up and... If they're good friends to you, you'll believe them when they when they say this shit. Yeah. Like the way that my friends would talk about me to me after my breakup, it was ways that I hadn't even thought about myself in ages. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's yeah. all true. Like I am fucking phenomenal. <laughs> You're like but, I'm aware this is accurate. Yeah. But letting your friends be there for you, I think is the most important thing you can do. Yeah. I yeah. agree. So get out of your freaking house and go see people and just be somewhere that isn't sad for a little bit. Agreed. Um, the next one is for cutting off contact. I think you're best to talk about this one, Maddie. This is my, yeah, my non-negotiable rule for any kind of breakup is to cut off contact. And the thing is, right, I've had exes where I haven't cut off contact. It's never gone well. So, like, I have never followed this rule and it has always just kind of ended up prolonging the heartbreak. Mm -hmm. So, like, yeah, or making things worse. Yeah. Um, so cut off contact. There are exceptions to this. If you have kids, I can't help you. I have no idea what you're going to do. Um, but, and for me, I lived with my ex. And so there was a lot of admin we had to do with like bills and like moving his stuff out. Um, but when it wasn't something about those things that we had to discuss, we did not talk. Like we did not speak because you're broken up and you need to learn to be without that person. Because that's how it is now. Although, you know what, though? I will say, and this is, like, a rare exception, but with my audience, it could be a relevant one. Mm -hmm. It's only remind me because you mentioned the kids thing. I have had friends have really healthy friendships after a breakup. The only two times that I've seen it work, uh, if there's – and this one's, like, a friend of a friend because I don't have any friends with kids. But if you are co-parenting, you might have got into a stage in your relationship where you can healthily do that. And also – this one happens way too often is um, one of the people in the relationship realizing that they're full blown gay and not just bisexual. (laughs) And I have seen that lead to healthy ongoing relationships, like as in friendships. Um, Mm -hmm. So if you're in one of those situations and you're like, I swear this is crazy. That's because those ones are kind of like unavoidable. Like you can't avoid the fact that you have to co-parent and you can't avoid the fact that you're a lesbian or a gay man. Uh Um, So those are the only exceptions I'll say, because I have seen people not cut off contact and still have really healthy friendships for years later. Yeah, I do um, want to say cutting off contact doesn't mean you can't have a friendship in the future. That's not what yeah. I'm saying at all. I do this believe is in that the people can be. Aftermath, yeah. yeah, people can be really good friends with their exes because but you've like, I, I think it would be so hard to be good friends with a majority of my exes. Yeah, because well, and, I yeah. knew for years I didn't try and talk to my, my ex because mm. I knew for me emotionally it wouldn't be safe. Like, anyway, I knew I sorry, was, that's I was it, happy yeah. for him and I was fine. Like, we were fine. Yeah. But I knew that if he was in my life regularly, It'd that's playing up. with fire emotionally. Yeah. Um, similarly, with my most recent ex, we were friends for three years before we got together. Mm. And there was that want to kind of default back to, surely we can hang out. You There's can't. so much history Because that, here's yeah. the thing, like, a lot of the time you can feel as though you could just be friends with your ex Sometimes it's in the future, you could be. Absolutely. And there are exceptions to all of this. Yeah. But a lot of the time when you're thinking about hanging out platonically with your most recent ex, what you are actually doing is trying to hold on to bits of the relationship. You're harboring it is, hope there. It is a refusal to let go. And even if you are not consciously like, I want to get back with them, you thinking we can just hang out as friends is you thinking, well, I can still have these parts of the relationship. Mm, true. And... Even if you can make that work at the very start, at some point, one of you or both of you are going to start seeing other people. 
And if you are in a place where you have really fucked yourself over and not done the healing you need to do by the time Mm. that they start to fall in love with someone else, it is going to be a thousand times worse than if you just remove yourself at the start. Agreed. And removing yourself, cutting off contact, it's not a mean thing. It's not you saying don't oh, ever talk to me. Oh, of course not. It's just protecting it's just, yourself, or protecting your energy at the time. Yeah. And what do you need to be talking about? You are broken up. You need to be learning to navigate your entire life without this person. Yeah. That is your job right now. They are not your concern. You are your concern. If you're talking all the time, you're not moving on properly. If you're talking all the time, there's a high likelihood that you are going to bring up even more negative emotions. One or both mm-hmm. of you is going to have some kind of meltdown. Like, if you think that you do want to get back with them, this is actually the best thing you can do. And that is the beauty of <laughs> what is often called the no contact rule. Yeah. And you can go into a real hole on YouTube about the no contact rule. Um, <laughs> But leaving someone alone gives them the opportunity to get past that that period of relief about the breakup and start to actually miss you and wonder what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it gives you the chance to start adjusting to your new life and figuring out, hey, this may not actually be that bad and start healing and doing what you need to do. Yeah. So whether you really want to get over the person or you still think you might want to get back with them, Cutting off contact is the best thing you can do both ways. And for me, this is absolutely non-negotiable. If you do have to talk to them, keep it really brief and efficient and keep your emotions to yourself. I think like the key one is because like, I know that there are exceptions to the rules, as I said before, but I have never followed this rule. And I know that I'm not the exception to the rule because part of me thought maybe it could work one day. And I'm not even saying like, I believed it with my whole heart, but I was like, Maybe someday. And I think that's why it is you can have the best chance at a friendship after if one of you comes out as gay because you're not having any hope there. Like you're not harboring like maybe one day it's like, no, that's conversion yeah, and it therapy. Also does take out, um, <laughs> it does take out an element of the rejection because rejection is a big part of a breakup, whether you want yeah. to face it or not. Like, exactly, yeah. It is that person that consciously deciding they don't want to be with you for whatever reason. Yeah, so I think that's they woke like, up one day and were like bewitched. So yeah. if someone is coming out as gay, then it's not, I'm rejecting you and I would go for, it's, you are categorically just not who I am in yeah, love can with. find the most happiness with. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, I think that's part of why it works. Cause I've, all of mine that I've continued to have a thing with and continue talking to, mm-hmm. it's always just ended up in me being way more heartbroken, just having a second heartbreak about nine months later. Yeah. And that's because even as much as I would convince myself that I was moving on and it was fine, there was that little part of me that was still holding on and it did not work out well. So yeah, I'm a supporter of the no contact rule. I will give you the exception if you are co-parenting or gay, but that's it. As in, you came out again. If you're co-parenting, like you, in that case though, you are still only talking about admin things. True, just talk about the kids, yeah. Yeah, and my whole goal, like my main objective for getting through my breakup was so uncharacteristic of me, but it was literally just to be kind. Like I wrote that down and I was like, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to be nice to him. I'm going to be understanding. I'm going to get through this in a way that makes me really proud of myself. And that gives that relationship the respect that it deserves in my life. Because yeah. it was so important and significant. And I wouldn't want to look back and think that I acted out of anger. Yeah. You know? The most important part of this is, yeah, you can't always avoid talking to this person. But you can avoid talking to them about your emotions. And forming and a friendship And that is or the line. Because yeah. your emotions are not for them anymore. Your yeah. emotions are for you. Even if and it's an emotion that is brought on by them. 
Again, it's not for them anymore. It's like for there your were mates. times that I was talking to my ex when he was here, and I would start to say something, and then I'd be like, "No, never mind. That's not for you. It's okay." Yeah. Because if you still care about this person at all, like you don't want it to be worse for either of you. The objective for getting through a breakup is for it to be as okay as possible. Yeah, least harm possible. Yeah. So keep your emotions to yourself. Be brief and efficient. You can even say to them, look, like, I don't think we should have contact. I don't have a problem with you. But, like, in order for us to get through this, I think we need to not talk. Yeah. Like, just be clear, be concise, and be kind. Yeah. And just get through it. But you do, you will try and convince yourself that you need to message them or you need to send them something or whatever. Just don't do it. There is no benefit to it. And going off the uh, note of being kind, Maddie, Uh I would like to offer up the next tip, (laughs) which is don't be kind. So one of my favorite parts of a breakup, a little activity, guys, get your little scrapbooks out for this one, Mm -hmm. um, is to essentially write a list of all the worst things about both the relationship and the person that you can. And I understand how mean this sounds, but the thing is, right, you're going to have this immediate like sadness, anger, hurt, a negative emotion about that person and the relationship soon after the breakup but you're gonna have little up and down waves baby where you're like "Mm, was it that bad it was you broke up for a reason look at this list and if you and even if the only reason is like you loved them but they decided they didn't want to be with you that's that's a a big one significant thing yes yeah and i think as well this is one that sometimes you might be all rose-tinted glasses like "Mm, it's okay but deep down everyone is ignoring something and if you can't find it your friends will have it because no one is that perfect that everyone is like wow the sun shines out of their literal asshole and i can find no flaws Mm -hmm. so write those down honestly it just really helps to get all that toxicity out of paper (laughs) and even if someone isn't a bad person like my ex isn't a bad person we were incredibly incompatible on a lot of levels yeah so i can write those things down This is such an important thing to do. And I also suggest do this when you start talking to someone, like write down a couple of little icks about them so that if it goes badly, like you can remind yourself. Okay, I don't do that, but. No, I don't do that for everyone. But sometimes if I feel myself getting in too deep, I'm like, let's write down the icks so that when I want to die later on, I can remember that they said, for instance, that guy, remember that guy I went on the date with? Uh I went on a a date with a guy the other day, guys. And he... The biggest red flag for him, mm-hmm. there were a lot of them that were a little bit weird, but he didn't like Little Mix. He said he thought they were annoying. And that mm. to me, I was like, you're you hate women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he does hate women. I just think he's lame and threatened. No. But this same I know, guy. I have a big thing about musical misogyny. I have a friend who is a musical misogynist because he's like, I don't like Taylor Swift. I don't like Olivia Rodrigo. And I'm like, you're a musical misogynist. You yeah, don't absolutely. like it because they're women or because women like them. Yes. And I so, made him work through that. And with Little Mix especially, he's like, they're annoying. I'm like, they're not. But okay, yeah. you're talking to me and you think they're annoying? All right. Yeah. But he, the morning after our date. So I went on a couple of dates and I was like, I, I like these guys. Like, they're fine. Yeah. I went on a date with this guy. I came home and immediately was like, I don't know. Like, I'm not really feeling it. Like, went straight back on the apps. Yeah. And the next morning he sent me a text because it was like clear from the way we left it. Like, this was fine, but like, this is not going to be yeah. anything. He sent me like an exit interview text and I pissed myself <laughs> laughing. He was like, thanks for dinner. Um, sadly, I don't think we're going to be each other's person. God. And I was just like shitting myself. I'm like, of course it's we're so not. Funny. If you're the kind of person that refers sends to us as that. being each other's person and sends me a serious exit, like I would have been fine to just leave it. You know? yeah, there's a I stage like, where you can ghost. 
Yeah, it was so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, that's an example of like a situation where like the little yeah. witch thing and the fact that he referred to finding a girl who was who he liked who liked him back as a unicorn, and I had to explain to him <gasps> that in yeah, remember? And I was no, like, yeah, actually, do this. you know what that means in the LGBTQIA plus community? Unicorn doesn't mean ally. what you think it means. <laughs> yeah, I have the capital A for ally. Thank you. Um, yeah, like little things like that though. If I yeah. had written that down, if I had like, been feeling the sad world. the next day, yeah, would have been helpful. Writing this list about your ex is so important because it's important for you, first of all, to just acknowledge the things that weren't right. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, literally chemically in your brain, your brain focuses on the positives. That is what is happening. Your brain will work as hard as it can to get you to focus on the positives. Yep. And so you need to start this list early on. And every time you remember even one tiny thing, like remember, oh, there was that one time a year ago when we had an argument about this thing and it made me feel like shit because he didn't, you, da, 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 you know? Yeah. Add Pop it to it the list. Yeah. Just keep adding to this list so that when you do have those moments where you are feeling like shit and it's hard for you to rationalize, you can remind yourself. It's, yeah. it's very, very important to do that because you will start sugarcoating it. That is just how the human brain works. Yeah. The next thing that you can do is to instantly cleanse all of the shows, the music, the media that you used to listen or watch or whatever with your ex. So mm-hmm. that down the line, if you suddenly listen to a specific song that has still destroyed me because I didn't do this, like it will be fine when you watch it later on. Yeah. Does My it make approach sense? Yeah. to breakups overall is baptism of fire. Get all the really horrible, painful stuff out of the start when you're going to be feeling shit regardless, and then it's fine later on. Yeah. So desensitize yourself. You can't do this with literally everything, but... Yeah. Like, I went and saw Frozen the first time with my ex, like, in 2013. Love we it. saw it twice. I fucking loved it. And then when we broke up, I was like, I'm going to watch Frozen so that <laughs> I can be okay with watching Frozen. Reclaim Frozen. <laughs> yeah. And, like, just play songs that, like, you don't want ruined. This doesn't mean sit down and listen to your song. But, like, if there are certain yeah, shows or whatever that you always watch with them and you're like, I don't want this ruined, just get it out of the way when you're already feeling like shit. Yeah. Break that I think the thing is, right... Yourself. There's two songs that will always remind me of, like, my main ex. Mm-hmm. The thing is, they're not songs that are in my rotation normally, so it's okay that they're ruined. And then every now and then I'll be like, what's this song on my playlist? And I'll play it and I'll be like, ah, my heart. Yeah, that's fun, though. But it's like, okay because they're not on my playlist. We all have songs when we're like, yeah. this reminds me of my ex. And those are important to have. It's very fun. I don't mm-hmm. know that I really have any of those for my recent Although ex, I, did, I did, I did do Adele because I Adele blew up when I was going through my first big breakup. So obviously I listened to a lot. And I did desensitize that because I was like, no, Adele's mine. You don't get to have her. You can have this random band and that one song, but you're not taking Adele. Yeah. And there are some things that you just can't do this where like, I literally couldn't listen to the little piano at the start of Girls by the 1975 for like a year and a half. I would just like start <laughs> crying. But like, just do what you can. Do your Just best. do what you can. If you're yeah. like, I don't want this ruined for me. Like that show, Disenchantment, that little cartoon by the Simpsons guy. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love that. I don't know why. I just love it. But I would have watched it with my ex and the new season came out right after our breakup. And I was like, fuck it. And I just dove right in. Nice. Like, I just watched it because I was like, you're not ruining this little green man for me. Valid. Um, so yeah, desensitize yourself to things that you don't want ruined later because you don't want to accidentally avoid everything to do with your breakup and all the emotions and then have that Pandora's box back. bust wide open six months later. Yeah. Yeah. Tying on to that one, this is something I addressed in our actual breakup episode. Um, something to do, again, really, really early on. A lot of the time desensitizing yourself may not work because listening to or watching anything that isn't about breakups, your brain knows that you're trying to distract yourself and it will just make you more sad. Yeah. So if you're in those early stages, 
do just seek out breakup specific content. If you're here, hello, hope you're doing okay. If you're not, you will be and My also enjoy the drama. My favorite thing was me crying to the um, breakup scene where Carrie is throwing the flowers on Big in Sex in the City <laughs> because I watched that after me and my high school bro- boyfriend broke up. So I'm like fucking like 15 or 16 and I cried to that of all things. <laughs> You gotta do it. It's pretty good though. (laughs) Yeah, seek out breakup specific content like podcasts about breakups, movies about breakups, like sad songs. Like you will need to. Adele got me through that. I love it. Yeah, because it's a sense of camaraderie, you know. And tying on to that, cry a lot. Just cry. Just cry. Weepy, weep, weep. Crying and journaling are my two main pieces of advice. Like I cried. I would sob and sob and sob and sob all day long for the first like two weeks of my breakup and then the two weeks after we moved out. Yeah. And like I would feel fine sometimes and then five minutes later, sob. When you feel like you need to cry, just do it. Just cry. And I haven't cried about it now in months because I got it all out. (laughs) Hashtag proud of you. Thank you. Um, I also think you don't need to like expect that you'll be coping in any kind of way. Like if you're crying all the time, that's fine. If you're like focusing on something and that's how you're getting through it, fine like just go with the flow whatever your body is telling you to do emotionally just do it like you're allowed to wallow you're allowed to like eat ice cream you're allowed to start going on walks with friends like you can do whatever you want find your coping mechanism do it in a healthy way and also if you are feeling fine again just go with it yeah if you are expecting yourself to feel sad then you'll feel shit when you don't feel sad and if you're expecting yourself to feel better too soon and you have a little blip then you're gonna feel even worse i remember like googling like how long does it take to get over a breakup when i went through that big one because i was like how long will i feel like this guys there's no answers by the way if you haven't googled it already although if you're listening to this in a breakup you probably have but if you haven't googled it already it's just like it can take up some time. And then I was like reading everyone's answers. They're like, I took six months. I'm like, okay, in six months, I'll feel better. But I wasn't doing the no contact rule. So he broke my heart again nine months later. Yeah, the no contact rule is so important. Yeah. Um, and also, again, just acknowledging that you want to get past it. Because if you don't want to get past it, you're not gonna. No, um, we were still but- to that point in my mind. Yeah, I got my heart broken so many times by the same guy and we weren't even in the same country. But (laughs) very commonly, you'll find people will say either it's it's half the time you were together to get over it or like it's time and a half. I'm like, no, it's not. It took me over two years to even be okay with a breakup (laughs) for a relationship that was a year and a half. And I got over three and a half years in two months. Yeah, it's very, it's very, it's a double edged sword where like sometimes you'll feel like shit for a really long time and that's okay. It means it matters and you're a sensitive little hun sometimes you will just be like oh i'm fine now in which case fabulous and you might have another like after you feel fine you might feel shit for a week whatever yeah don't put expectations on yourself you'll feel how you feel just do the things that you need to do that make you feel better and that help you make progress yeah because you can't control emotions but you can control your actions hun all right the next one is to try not catastrophizing actually maddie i think you're better at talking this one through because you went through it more recently all these are just like maddie you take this one maddie Um, you're heartbroken no (laughs) yeah maddie you have a lot of emotions all the time um yeah try not to catastrophize and take things one step at a time so in it when you're going through a breakup it's like when you're going through anything difficult not knowing is the worst part Mm. and your brain will come up with all these scenarios of like all the different ways you're going to get your heart absolutely ripped out of your chest repeatedly 
By which I mean, like, you might think of a horrible conversation you'll have with your ex. Or you might think of, like, you finding out something terrible about yeah. your ex. Or, like, what if they do this with this person? Or what if we have this situation? Did it? Like, you are so perfectly poised to come up with all the most horrific, painful, imaginary scenarios in your own head. And that's exactly what you're going to do. I would literally sit in my bed and just have conversations with myself. And, like, none of those things have actually happened. None of those things have actually happened. But, like, because I was focusing on, like, these horrible things that could happen. Yeah, we could all blow up in five minutes. Like, horrible things could happen, but they are very unlikely to happen. And it is like that, that saying, like, when you, when you worry about something, you suffer twice or something. Like, if you're worrying about something, it may never happen. But the fact that you are stressing yourself out now about something that may never happen means you are hurting yourself Yeah, I think you just kind of need to focus on... And this is also just something I have learned in therapy in general, is like focusing on what's in your control. So these situations can happen. All you can do is say, okay, how would I respond to that? Come up with your little answer. And then go back to living in the moment and focusing on what you can actually do at that time because thinking about all these crazy situations is simply going to take up brain space and emotionally drain you and you don't need that (laughs) so yeah yeah, just focus on what you can actually control yeah and also in those situations like I would think about oh my god what if he because and it gets easier the further away you get from it because things that would be really hurtful very soon after the breakup for instance like you're sleeping with someone that you know of yeah that would be incredibly hurtful soon after the breakup the further you get from it the less you are going to care. Not Mm. only because your own emotions are dying down, but because it isn't as much of like a rejection if it doesn't happen so soon after. Mm -hmm. So the way I would think about it, I would always just repeat to myself, like, it is not my business. He is not my business. Nothing he does is my business. And it does not have to affect me if I don't want it to. Yep. And that is true. Like, if I let something he does hurt me, anything could. But he yeah. could do something fucking horrible and I can just say, you know what? That is not my business. I don't want that to yeah. affect me. So I'm not letting it in. And that is a really important mindset for you to have. Um, and also just knowing that you will get you will get better with time. And even if you aren't fully over it, you are going to be so much better equipped to take on things that happen even a week from now, let alone a month, two months down the line. There are things that like, if my ex did now, I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't care. Yeah. Like I truly, it would not affect me. If I was really overtired and hormonal, it would probably make me a bit sad, (laughs) but I wouldn't care. Whereas if those same things happened a month after our breakup, it would have been horrendous. Yeah. So you just have to think, these horrible things might not ever happen. They probably won't ever happen. If they do happen, they won't hurt as much as I think they will right now. Yeah. And I can also make the decision to not allow them to affect me. Also, in addition to catastrophizing things of the future, reframing it into things that are positive that can happen into the future is really helpful. So whether it's like things that you couldn't do in your relationship, like you know, maybe they really hated camping and now you want to go camping, although you could have just done it with your friends, but whatever, you know, like thinking of things that you couldn't do when you're in a relationship or even things that you could do in a relationship, but are just new to you now, just getting those new experiences in and planning for fun shit to happen in the future just helps you to be like, oh yeah, I do have a life when it's not in this relationship. Yeah. And they could be like as concrete or as ridiculous as you want. Like they can literally just be things that you are excited about 
that yeah. are coming up. Like, I have a, a reptile party coming up. I'm excited about that. That's a positive thing in your future. Nothing to do with the breakup, but it's positive. <laughs> or it could be, well, now that I'm not with my ex, I could date. I, I, could, I could end up with Tom Holland. I don't know. <laughs> Who are the kids? It's, 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 it's no longer out of the question. Yeah, like you could. All of those fun. All of those possibilities all are those there now. Fun opportunities. For yeah, your all of the Gen Zs now can date <laughs> Timothy Holland. We baby, won't because he a is a baby boy. <laughs> He's such a little baby. Um, that's the only reason that neither of us are dating Tom it's Holland. Literally the only one. Well, I'm I'm unfortunately in a relationship, but if I weren't. If I weren't Maddie, who knows what A-list celebs I'd be dating. Sky's the limit. And that's the thing, guys. Who knows what A-list celebrities you might be dating? Yeah. That's a possibility. And who knows also, what crazy person from your past could come back and it could be so exciting. And also, if you're in your 20s, you get to fill my dream of dating a creepy old no, man no, in his 50s no. that I can't mm-hmm. do anymore. And it's not going to be his novelty. It's really hard. <laughs> if you want to do that, guys, you can put that on that list. But um, Yeah. <laughs> This one we've already touched on, so we won't go into it too much also because this is definitely going to be a two-parter now. Yeah. Um, accept that you're allowed to want to get back together, but don't fixate on it. Yeah. So one of the worst things you can do is shutting off your brain and being like, I'm not allowed to even acknowledge that I want this person back. Odds are you do. Like, yeah. it's there just There was a reason habit. you were together for so long. Yeah. If nothing else, it's just habit. And it's scary to think of moving on. It's easier and more comfortable to default to thinking about getting back with this person hmm. because it minimizes change. It minimizes effort. And it, it, you think that it takes away an element of pain. It won't. It will probably <laughs> cause more problems later. So except you're allowed to want them back, yeah. but do not fixate on it. That is not your solution. That is not your goal. It's yeah. something you don't have to deny because it's an emotion. You can't turn it off. But that's not our goal, guys. No. So don't fixate on it. Fixate on your own life. And if they're meant to come back and they're meant to be with you, it will happen naturally. If yeah. you're forcing things, it is never, it's never, ever, ever, ever good. Yeah. One thing you can force is uh, what the wine moms would call retail therapy. Um, but basically just buying things that... Look, again, my love language is gift giving. So I, mm-hmm. I have that love language for myself too. Like self-care to me is buying things, but not in a toxic way, I promise. I but love it's throwing like, money at my problems 100%. Yeah, see, we have different approaches to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you could buy yourself something that is kind of like a gift to you for saying, hey, hey girl, well done on getting through this. And also signifying like, a new time ahead. Like I do this when I move house and have a birthday and stuff as well. So Mm. you're like embracing the change and that the new start is happening. Um, And also if you live together or they like spent a lot of time at your place, making it something that is like homewares is really helpful or even like an experience that you want. So say if you're like, I really want to go skydiving, buying yourself that skydiving is a great little gift Go kayaking, Mm -hmm. buy a candle for your house to make it smell new, whatever like little gift that you can get yourself to say, Hey, I care about myself. I'm giving something to myself and, you know, give yourself that new start vibe. Love Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And we really do material distractions work so well on us. Yeah. Like sometimes I literally would go to like a bookshop and just like buy myself a book and I come home and I'm like, I have this new book and it's going to fix my life. Or like my friend Lauren sent me a candle it's called like the Madeline candle and it's like really fancy and smells like tobacco and leather. It's great. That's good. And I was like new candle for the new me. Yeah. Um, and the best thing that I did was, especially if you live together or you spend a lot of time together, like you said, 
I got all new bedding and it made such a difference. Like my bedding before was like all white. And like when my ex moved out, he helped me move the bed to the other side of the room. So I didn't have to like lie there and cry. Um, It really was such a functional, good move out day. Like, yeah, it was was so it was so fucking good. But that doesn't mean that I sit here and go, we should be back together. No, there are still huge fucking issues and we're not compatible. Yes. Um, But that doesn't mean we have to hate each other. But it also doesn't mean we have to be hanging out. So I got new bedding. It's like all dark gray. And I also got myself like a new actual duvet that's like really warm and nice for winter. Cute. And now when I'm in my bed, I'm like, this is my bed. It's snuggly and it's new and it doesn't remind me of my ex. Yeah. So new bedding. Hell yeah. Love Hell that. yeah. And the final point is... For part one. For part one, yeah. Part yeah. two will be coming. But the final point right now is to just resist the urge to do anything dramatic in the public eye. Like, mm-hmm. and this is coming from someone who's had many a breakdown. Not as many as I've grown up, but like I've had the meltdowns online. You don't want to do this yeah. after a breakup. It is messy. It's not, it's not a good look for you. You want to appear as in control as you can, even though you're not. And I... No. See, Maddie's better at this. Maddie will happily Houdini offline. Mm -hmm. I I love a Houdini. You do. I love attention. I want... I mean, same. No, I know. But, like, as in mine's, like, in a more toxic way where I'm, like, I don't care if it's negative. I just want all eyes on me, baby. You need reactions, whereas I thrive on mystique. True. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I understand the urge to, like, put things online and get those sympathy things in. I want you to think long-term about your game plan here because not every emotion needs to be online. This is what I wish I could tell my past self. Not every emotion needs to be online, but if you want that attention online, which I feel you, try and think about the narrative you want to be shaping for your future self, whether it's like, oh, I'm like a free spirit and I do what I want. If you want to be just like a hot bitch and be slutty online, do it. But think about what you're doing. Don't be messy. Don't be dramatic. Yes. And the reality of it is that even if you think what you're posting is like fun and free, if people know you're going through a breakup, they're looking at this content being like, this bitch is going through a breakup. Yeah. You look like you're having a meltdown. Just, just make just sure you... a little while. I'm not usually one to be like, craft your story online for normal ass people. Cause I do that for brands for my job, not in yeah. people's normal life. But oh, during the breakup, you do it for your normal life. Yeah. During yeah. a breakup, that is the time to craft your narrative online. Think about what you want to be saying and make sure you're following that plan yeah and it's also because you are in an incredibly vulnerable and changeable state when you're going through a breakup like your emotions are all over the place what seems like a good idea one minute you will regret the next day and it will make you feel like shit so it's honestly more self-preservation than it is pr because you just like you're very vulnerable you have a lot going on you are acting out of hurt and fear and confusion and like all these emotions And you are much more likely to regret something or feel differently much more quickly than you would be normally. Um, This doesn't mean you can't do dramatic things. I literally posted a a carousel of photos of me and my ex ripped up on our Instagram. And then... (laughs) But that was part of your story. Like you did it intentionally as part of your story. So it made sense. So for that first month of my breakup, I was still posting things online. but And I was being like, I've had quite the week, guys. We'll tell you about it later. But I wasn't like, me out clubbing. Like me crying. Like you just need to, if in doubt, don't share. But... So don't do anything dramatic publicly. And by that, I also mean, like, don't get a weird fringe. Don't, like, just just keep You all know inside. I support the weird fringe. I'm not going to... I won't align myself with you there, Maddie. 
but, but yeah. the important thing to wrap this up with is privately go off. Absolutely. Do Absolutely. What you need. Go do whatever the hell. Not drugs. Don't do drugs. We don't But like, that. have your friends over and just lose it. Just be like, here's me. I'm going to say everything in my entire brain to you. <laughs> and like, you can do like, I filled up an entire notebook in like three weeks of front and back page journaling. Like, do Love whatever that. you need to do. And if yeah. you want to share some of it later, if there are plans you want to put in motion later when you are a little more settled, yes, fine. But Now's keep not it the time. private for now. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I mean, I think that's pretty much everything that we can touch on in this episode. We're going to make this a two-parter, so definitely stay tuned. Yeah. So next week we are going to cover one of my biggest tips, and I genuinely think the main component to me getting through my breakup as well as I did, and that is journaling. Yeah. So we're going to go into that and a bunch of different lists to make that will really help you. We love um, And just a couple of, of other like boundaries and mental mental lines to set. So that'll be in part two, which will be up next week. But mm-hmm. for now, hope ciao, you enjoyed this. Ciao. Yes. And if you are going through a breakup presently, it will get better. People will tell you it will get better. And I know that you already know that. That doesn't mean it's not shit now. If you feel like shit now. Listen to Kevin Field Podcast. And just vibe with it. <laughs> vibe with it. Write it all down. Take advantage of the drama because hopefully you won't have to go through this again. All right. We'll see you in part two. Bye. Bye.